Welcome to this week's episode. This week, we are talking about self-care. And if you've been listening to the last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about systems and strategies. And systems and strategies are amazing for your business. They'll really help you get into flow and ease. But if you don't have self-care, then everything is going to fall through the cracks. And what that creates is burnout. And we don't want burnout for you. So in today's episode, we're talking about how self-care can help you feel confident, calm, and more grounded, which is going to overflow into your business and help you avoid burnout. If you're a solo business owner, you know there can be days when you want to give up and choose an easier path than the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. It's moments like these that I call my biz bestie, and we ride the roller coaster together. I'm Shelly, a copywriter and homeschooling mom in Johannesburg, South Africa. And I'm Francesca, a life coach and community manager in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in the US. We're two biz besties on opposite sides of the world, running our own independent businesses together. And we'd love to invite you into our biz bestie conversations as we share everything we're learning about running an independent business online. Carry on the conversation we start today in our online community at community.simplybizbesties.com. And for show notes, you can go to simplybizbesties.com. We can't wait to see you in the community. And now let's dive into today's topic. Okay, so we're talking self-care. I know this is Francesca's like absolute favorite topic ever. So I'm going to ask you to, to start us off, Francesca, by just defining what is self-care. Like what are, yeah, what are we talking about when we're talking self-care and maybe particularly for, for the business owners that are listening to the show? Yeah, so I have a really simple definition for self-care and it's any activity that energizes you. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. That sums it up quite nicely, actually, because there's so many different things that are self-care, right? I mean, like, I think some of us have a, like a very, uh, maybe stereotypical view of self-care, um, maybe more along the lines of self-indulgence of like, oh, it's like having a bubble bath or a mani-pedi or all those kinds of like maybe more indulgent things. But self-care is more than that, right? I mean, it can be those things, but it's, but it's more than that as well. Yes, it definitely can be those things. And we'll talk about myths in a second around self-care. But I have found that the more that I work with my clients, sometimes they'll have some resistance around doing things like bubble baths. And they'll actually find that it's something that really energizes them and they love it. But the reason I say this is because most people, they only think of self-care as like bubble baths and candles and pedicures and all those things are great, but there's so much more to self-care. And if those things aren't your cup of tea, then why would you ever do self-care, right? Yeah. It kind of, it reminds me of what you discussed with us just about routines and like structuring routines to suit you. And that reminds me now of what self-care is. It's like, it's all about you and energizing you. So only you get to decide what energizes you. And if, you know, going out for coffee with your friends energizes you, then that's great. Like that's a great self-care activity. If being alone, doing a meditation energizes you, then that's, that's a great self-care activity. And then, of course, there's all these kind of self-care activities that really don't look like self-care activities in our businesses of like planning. And <laughs> like, it really doesn't look like self-care when we've got a good plan and we're walking into the week feeling confident and feeling like we know what we're doing. Like that is looking after ourselves and that is energizing us because like then we show up ready to go at it. I like the definition of anything that energizes you. And I think it's so important, as you mentioned in the beginning, for us as business owners to feel energized. Like we're doing a lot of things, we're juggling a lot of plates. No, spinning a lot of plates, juggling a lot of balls. (laughs) You can see I'm clearly doing that. And I think we've got to energize ourselves. We've got to bring and show up to this this party that is business, show up energized. So 
the way we do that is self-care. And that's something I've, I've come to realize, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you have. <laughs> Since you brought that up, Shelly, let's talk about myths about self-care for a second. So we just addressed that it's not only bubble baths and pedicures. So I'll bring up a few that I've noticed and I'd love to hear from you as well. Some of the like common mindsets that you've heard around self-care. A few that I have heard is self-care is a waste of time. I wonder and who you heard that from. <laughs> <laughs> I promise it wasn't just you. It just wasn't you. Okay, okay good. Okay, good. That's, that makes you feel better. <laughs> uh, another common one I hear is self-care is a luxury that I can't afford. So this could be in terms of it takes too much time or that you always have to spend lots of money in order to do self-care. This might even look like you're going out to celebrate and you feel like you have to go to a really expensive restaurant Mm -hmm. in order to celebrate a business win, right? Mm -hmm. But luckily it's simply not true. And there are so many ways that we can take care of ourselves without spending any money at all or being on a budget. What are some other myths that you've come across that people bring to the self-care table? Another one is self-care superficial or self-care is selfish, right? So no woman ever wants to feel like she's selfish or superficial. But again, self-care is really about taking care of yourself so that you can have a full cup for everyone else. There's like really honestly the most selfless thing that you could do. Yeah, and it takes a lot of mindset shifting to get to that point. I think for me, how I've almost seen it as well is with me and then with my husband. I'm seeing that when he takes time out for his self-care, for sitting, reading his book in the morning, he'll go and read his book and he puts on one of his uh, vinyl records on the turntable. And while I'm making breakfast, he'll sit and read his his sort of more heavier uh, nonfiction books. And listen to one of his vinyls and the kids come in and out and they sort of like, I think they're really intrigued, but I have noticed that he shows up as a better dad, a better husband, a better human being. He already is amazing. <laughs> but when he's had just that time of self-care, and it doesn't even have to be completely uninterrupted, he shows up so much better and so much more calm and so much more generous with his time and being present and being in moments. And I've actually looked at this and gone, you see, like, like I'm so happy for him to do that. It's like, I see the benefit of it. So I need to do the same for myself, you know? I like, I don't, I don't have to feel guilty about taking that time out for myself. And I think it's, it's taken me a while to realize that, but it's been quite interesting to like, I can reap the benefits of my husband's self-care and then I can go, all right, well, I need to do the same so that he can also reap those benefits of me showing up as a better human being, as more generous with my time, as more present with the family. So that's like in the the family context, but it it applies with business as well and with clients. And yeah, we'll talk a little bit later on like, you know, setting boundaries so that you can show up fully present, fully engaged, fully energized with your clients if you've taken that time for self-care. So anyway, I won't, I won't jump too far ahead. In terms of debunking that myth of self-care selfish, it's just so not. And I love how you said probably the most selfless thing you can do. I really agree with that. It's not easy because I think part of the reason that it feels so indulgent is we're so used to being really busy and doing lots of different things for other people. And so spending time with ourselves can feel luxurious. But I love that you brought in your family. Because it has made my marriage so much better. The times that, you know, I slip up on my self-care, everybody knows it. (laughs) When I then say, okay, I need to get back on self-care, you know, I, I just see how my husband responds. He's just like, oh, thank you so much for doing that. And your self-care, tell us about it. Like, I know you have a really good morning routine. Can you tell us what that looks like for you? And, and this is because this is almost more your personal self-care. Um, it obviously affects your business as well. But tell us about your morning routine because I know you, you have a good one. First of all, I'm going to preface this with like my morning and my evening routine. It switches up. So it's kind of like if we go back to like a wardrobe analogy, like I have my favorites that I use over and over and over again, but 
I don't always just wear the same thing every single day. I create just enough structure, enough container for it that it helps me to stay disciplined with it, but enough flow that I never get bored. But some of my favorites are in the morning. I really love to do a walk and something that, I don't know, it's kind of like a walk dance. I like put on some music. I get out in nature and, you know, so I'll walk and then kind of like hide behind a tree and dance. This <laughs> in public and this is so brave. <laughs> like sometimes I'm more shy and sometimes I'm not but um <laughs> it's just always been a really good way for me to express myself and I am a highly sensitive individual so I not only feel my emotions strongly but other people's and it's a great way for me to just like release it ah. by by movement and I love to follow that up with a nice long shower, preferably a shower bath. It's like you're sitting under a waterfall. <laughs> you have the benefits of both. Um, very relaxing. And then I like to do meditation. So that's like kind of one of my like go-to morning routines that I like to do. And then I also have an evening routine. And to be completely honest, when I first started doing self-care, I didn't start with a morning routine. I would not call myself a morning person and I always struggled with it. I always felt like, oh my goodness, like I have to do a morning routine. Like that is... Yeah, that's the, the holy grail of self-care. <laughs> right, exactly. But I, I really just had to decide, like I need to honor my own rhythms. And wow, interesting. what was best for me in the beginning was to just start with an evening routine. So evening routine was when I like felt most awake. It was when I felt like I could focus because I would often, you know, like wake up foggy in the morning. I loved having evenings for journaling, for reading like self-help books, so that personal development piece, or just like fun novels. But it was like my wind down. I would often get my inspiration out and sometimes I'd sing. My evening routines are honestly my favorite. <laughs> and that really debunks like another myth that I think a lot of people come to the table with is that self-care is boring. That like it has to be this like morning routine and it has to look a certain way. And what you just said now is that you can make your self-care routines suit you and suit your levels of energy. After all, that is what we're doing. We're energizing ourselves. Even in the evening, it's like, it's like there's still almost that release of energy so that you can feel rested and calm for the nighttime. I love that you actually said, you know, morning routine wasn't really like your thing for a good while. And I think with your layering analogy of like layering those outfits and those clothes mm -hmm. on you, you know, as you felt the need for it or, you know, felt like you could, you know, afford to then put on another layer, you, you added to that. So self-care doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be according to a formula and it doesn't have to be this cookie cutter approach. It's something that you can adapt to your lifestyle and to your preferences and your energy levels. And I think that also for the moms out there is an important one to remember in that moms are busy and often, often demanded upon all the time as well. And so often you just go, you know, I'm tired of even trying. I don't I like self-care is obviously not for moms, but bringing back what we said in the beginning to show up as a good mom, you've got to look after mom first and you've got to put that oxygen mask on first. It is a myth that you can't do self-care with small kids. And in fact, almost the opposite is true is like you can't afford not to do it. But I think you can customize it to your life and to, you know, maybe your kids' schedules and also going like, you know, I've got five minutes in the car right now while I'm dropping kids off. I'm going to listen to the music that lights me up. I know you mentioned that as an example before. And I think just like making that a priority so that you can tap into that energy source, like tap in, like fill, fill in that mommy cup because I've had days where I'm just being demanded upon is, is the only way I can describe it. 
And it's in those moments that often I'll say, I'm, I'm going to do a meditation. And like that's when my kids know mommy's doing a meditation and they know not to disturb me. I go into my bedroom, I close the door and then know. And, and now my, my kiddos are even copying that and going, I'm also going to do a meditation. And we've got the Headspace app on their phones. And so then they'll do a meditation as well. So it's also quite good modeling of going, mom also needs to look after herself and you guys also need to look after yourselves and have that time to recharge. Like for my boys, they have their rest time in the middle of the day, which is also my self-care that can add definitely to my self-care is that we all just get a little bit of a break from each other and time to just like the little one will sleep usually. And then the bigger one just like goes and has a rest and listens to an audiobook, And that's their self-care time now that I think about it in that way. But it's the whole family self-care time at that point where we can all just like have a moment to ourselves. Because I think also personality wise, we're all, all four of us very introverted people. And so we need that time alone to energize and recharge. So that's also you know, just something that we've had to incorporate into the self-care routine, which I'm like actually going, I didn't even realize we had this family self-care routine, but definitely that nap in the middle of the day, that, that is a self-care routine. I like that you can customize it to your own circumstances, to your family situation, and everyone benefits from it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, you had so much good stuff in there. And I just want to unpack it a little bit more. One of the things I heard you say is that self-care doesn't have to be complicated. Mm. Self-care can be simple. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that you have to spend an hour or two hours. That's really nice. If you're a mom with small kids, that might be really difficult, especially if they're like following you to bathroom, right? Yes. But there are simple things that you can do. Like Shelly said, if you're driving the kids somewhere, then you put on some music that energizes you and you know, maybe you, you turn off the news because that drains you and you put on something uplifting or maybe it's a podcast, but you can kind of just like put it throughout your day in little spurts. It's kind of like you can create a, if this, then that, Mm. if I'm driving in the car, then I do this thing to energize myself. So it's not even restricted to like, it has to be this certain time, but you're, you're uh, racing that decision fatigue by deciding ahead of time. And you know that you're going to get it because you're in the car a lot, right? I, I like that idea. And I also like, like, you know, like creating a little playlist. So you've kind of got it ready uh, of like, you know, we, we've, we've actually got a playlist called holiday music and we made it when we were going on holiday once. And we'll often go back to that because we know also everyone in the family likes the music that landed up on that playlist. That's actually been really cool because like all of those songs we, we love. And again, taking away that decision fatigue. It's always great also if your self-care can also be everyone else's self-care to a certain extent, you know, if we're like, oh, and we were jamming to a song yesterday, actually, coming home and like, it actually just popped up on my iPhone and randomly. It's like maybe planning for those moments and then just like lapping up all that energy. Yeah, it's like a power nap, hey? It's like a power hit of, of self-care and energizing. The other thing that you talked about, which I think is so amazing, is that self-care doesn't have to just be for you. It can be for the whole family. And I love how you talked about modeling to your kids. I think it's so important because this is kind of an extension of how it's so selfless. Because by you taking care of yourself, you're modeling to the whole family that they have permission to take care of themselves too, which then creates like a very healthy environment. It allows them the space that they need to express themselves and this can, you know, have so many widespread benefits. Uh, If they have the space for themselves, then they're going to develop their voice, but they're also going to know how to do it in a respectful way because you've set a like space and a boundary for that self-care and, you know, it can decrease like emotional outbursts. There's just so many benefits and I won't get into all of that today, but I think it's really exciting the potential of how it can make relationships so much better. Absolutely. I think it's like with kids, it's leading them to that independence, that like emotional independence that they know, like, hey, that they, you know, that this little self of mine has, you know, is worth it and, and needs to be taken care of. It is important to 
in your family units and maybe even also in the workplace if you've got a team to get it to grips with what energizes each person and know that like what energizes one person is not going to energize another and build in that kind of ecosystem all together but you've got that goal of like everybody's looking after themselves and energizing themselves so so cool and you know what i'm going to just talk about if anyone's feeling a little bit of resistance around this i mean i think we have really sold the idea of self-care but i just want to share that i had had quite a lot of resistance to the idea coming into coaching with you as a quite an a-type personality uh, very perfectionist and very like, yeah, I just wanted to achieve. I wanted to produce. I wanted to do my absolute, absolute best. And I felt that to do that, I had to work every hour that I, that I had for work. So if I had, and I, you know, I do have limited time for work, work. And so I, I felt like sitting and doing a meditation that is wasting the four hours of work that I have today, you know? And then you realize, okay, the meditation is going to take 10 minutes <laughs> and it's going to set me up so much better for that day, you know, whether it's a morning or whether I, you know, I now have the privilege of a whole full day to work. It's wonderful. But I, I wanted to be productive for every hour of my work time and like self-care didn't feature in that. It's like, I'm either looking after the kids or I'm working. And, and I was like, no, like self-care is like a waste of this productive time that I can be, you know, doing all these amazing, amazing things and like crossing off my to-do list. Really, that's a lie. <laughs> it's, it's a myth. And as you say, like one of the most selfless things you can do is self-care. But also one of the most productive things you can do is to look after yourself, energize yourself, and then you show up with energy and excitement for that work time. So it really is not a waste of time. And as you said, it doesn't have to take long. It's, it's a good return on your time investments, I can say. I think if I can move on to how this shows up in business, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Is there anything else you want to pick up from what I've said now? Thanks. Only other thing I want to say is that you talked about how your husband and your boys do self-care. And so I just want to say, I know that we tend to talk a lot to a lot of women out there and we love you guys so much. And we also know that self-care isn't just for women, which I think <laughs> is another big myth. So if there are any men out there that are listening, we want you to know that this episode can be for you as well and you can reap all of the benefit. Absolutely. I think it's just this woman we've been like always like head down doing the work and like, you know, just like no time for ourselves. And so there's like been this pendulum shift uh, towards women taking care of themselves. But I think a hundred percent, this is for everybody, men, women, children, everybody. We've got to look after the human being that you are stewarding through this world. <laughs> so let's talk about business and self-care in business. Can you tell us a little bit about what self-care looks like for the business owner? Because, well, it, it certainly isn't bubble baths like when you're actually at work, but there's a whole lot of, a whole lot more self-care that looks a lot more businessy. <laughs> so tell us about that, Francesca. Yes, this is why I love the definition as self-care is anything that energizes you because as business owners, oftentimes what we want most is more flow and ease in our business. And so when we're looking at our business, that's why self-care is so foundational and so important. So we're going to talk about like some ways that self-care can show up in your business. And we've kind of touched on a lot of these topics in our past episodes. So if they sound familiar, that's probably why. But you might be surprised that they actually are a form of self-care. So like we talked about in last week's episode, outsourcing and the idea that you don't have to do it all. And so one way self-care can show up in your business is realizing that you don't need to do all the things and it's okay to receive some help. Another thing is creating a schedule. We talked about routines as well and honoring your natural rhythms. So many of us, when we're first starting out our businesses, we go and look at everybody else out there and we try to, you know, model what they're doing. And it's so important, not just your schedule, but every part of your business to be looking at like what lights me up? What is the most fun for me? And how am I respecting my natural rhythms? This could look like knowing when your period is. 
and having a lighter work week that week that, you know, you're taking care of your body. This might mean you're really not a morning person and you like getting up at 10 o'clock and starting your workday then. I know that there's a lot out there that says like, you know, you're going to be the most productive if you get up at 5 a.m. But like, I'm telling you right now that that is not necessary. You're going to be so much better for your business when you're honoring your, your natural rhythms. Yeah. And those constraints that you have. So like, I'm just thinking scheduling wise, like it's helped me so much just to have this like weekly, like rhythm schedule, knowing like on a Wednesday and on a Friday, I've got that time to work. So then, then I can go and I, you know, I've said to you like Monday and Tuesday, like I'm basically unavailable because <laughs> I'm, I'm just doing homeschooling and sorting myself out. I might check my emails once in the day, but th- that's as best you're going to get me. And it's, it's, re- it's really good for me because then I don't feel like bad because I know I've set the boundaries with the people I'm working with and my clients to, to go. That's when I'm going to be av- available. Like catch me on Wednesday. So that for me, that scheduling is such a good self-care piece because then it's just like you can do away with guilt, with like this urgency all the time, this pressure all the time. It's like, no, I've got this, I planned this out and everyone knows about it and everyone's cool with it too. I think that's also, uh, there's a lot of this, I have to do this, I have to do that. But again, that's, that's not true. So setting up your schedule to then look after you, I 100% agree with that. And I can definitely speak to that. Yeah, that's so good, Shelly. It's really about having good boundaries too. You were talking about that. Setting up, here are my working hours. Communicate to your client that you honor your own time. And I think it really shows you that you're such an excellent copywriter and business person, right? Because I think when we like are first starting out in our businesses and we don't yet have the confidence, we don't yet have the belief and we don't yet have the boundaries, we overcompensate by just giving all the value. And we kind of like have some boundary weeks (laughs) and we do the jobs that we hate and we deal with like customers that are not fun to work with. And and that's okay. There's learning in that. But as you become the CEO of your business, this is where, you know, you bring in that self-care, you strengthen the systems so that, yeah, you just, you create this culture of that you value yourself Mm. and that shows up in your business and in every relationship that you have personally as well. Absolutely. I kind of got a picture of like, you know, it's like this cup and it's got a little, little leak in the cup and it's like, you know, you can have those leaks when you, you said uh, boundary, boundary leaks. It's like you can have those few leaks is fine, but then you kind of re-energize yourself and fill, fill those where the, that energy has leaked out. And so it's okay to have a bit of energy drain, and, but you need to be refilling that. And you ideally want to be limiting those energy leaks and working for the most part in work that energizes you. Like how cool is that? Like, I think that's really the aim here is to as close to hundred percent as possible, be doing work that actually lights you up and that, that energizes you. Now, one thing that does not light me up or energize me is checking my emails and writing emails. And I know you've got a wonderful course called the mindful tech masterclass where you help the people to get a better understanding of their relationship with tech and the way they manage email. Because I think email is often one of those drains on our energy. I'm sure you'll agree that it's impossible to run your life without technology, especially if you're a passionate and ambitious business owner. But if you're starting to notice that your phone, your email inbox and your apps are causing you frustration and anxiety, instead of making you more productive, then it's time to tame your tech. We now know that technology has the power to rewire our brains, and I've seen how a detrimental relationship with tech can be a huge obstacle in living a beautiful life. That's why I created the Mindful Tech Masterclass, a one-hour training session that dives deep into the myths about email and tech, why tech is causing us so much anxiety, and how to change your thoughts around tech so that you're in control. I'll also show you how to use mindfulness practices to consistently make mindful tech part of your everyday life. 
In fact, there's a bonus guided visualization audio, mindful tech affirmation cards, and a printable worksheet that you can use for some pen and paper journaling free from your screen. Go to mindfultech.francescawaltanski.com or check the link in the show notes to sign up. You'll be ready to move forward into your beautiful life where your tech works for you, not against you. So what do you suggest around email and self-care? Yeah, I think this definitely goes into that category of self-care for me. If we think about environment, it is so important. And I don't know about you, Shelly, but if my inbox is full of like a billion emails, it is in the back of my head Mm -hmm. and it's just harder for me to be present. And so the simplest way that I can talk about email, and if you want some more, go check out my Mindful Tech Masterclass. It is starting out with what's the environment that you want to create in your email inbox? What's that purpose? A lot of us don't think of that because like email just kind of popped up and it's just there and we haven't really been intentional about it. But when we think about, oh, my intention here is to experience calm or my intention here is to experience connection to my people, then it changes things. And then we can build routines that work for us, you know, having We check email three times a day for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. instead of we start our day off with email and we get sidetracked and we get overwhelmed and our inspiration goes out the door. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's going to be a common area and, and social media can do the same thing. Get lost in the infinite scroll. Uh, so that relationship with tech is such a big part of self-care. Yeah. Thanks for those tips on, yeah, just getting mindsets right around email and I'd highly recommend the masterclass. What are some of the other ways that we can bring self-care into our businesses? We've talked a lot about systems. Another one would be creating a budget So a big one for creative entrepreneurs is making sure that you have enough for your expenses and also creating some boundaries around your personal development. Many of us really love personal development and I would say don't stop that, it's really important. However, sometimes we can do so much of our time and so much of our money goes to personal development And it actually doesn't get us the results in our business that we want. Just like knowing that you have what you need to make the business work is going to really help you with your peace of mind. Hey, Shelly here. And I've got an announcement for those of you who've got an amazing digital product on your computer or in your brain, but you're getting confused about how you're going to sell and deliver it to your customers. And let's be honest, you're reluctant to spend hundreds of dollars a month on fancy platforms that you just don't need right now. You're a Simply Biz Bestie, so I know you're looking for the simplest way to get your product out into the market. You need a superhero to save the day. Yes, a sales page superhero. Now, I developed Sales Page Superhero after writing and designing a countless number of sales pages for my clients and for myself. And in the process, I've come up with a plug and play sales page formula that I know works every time. And my favorite tool for building a quick and simple sales page is probably the best kept secret in the online world, Card. Card is a joy to use and is almost ridiculously inexpensive. I'm talking $19 a year or $49 a year for their premium plan. When you purchase Sales Page Superhero, you'll get comprehensive training videos on sales page copywriting, DIY web design in card, payment setup, and delivering your products to your customers. This superhero really packs a value punch. And to make things even more simple for you, I've developed a sales page template in card that I'll send along to you after you purchase. All you need to do is plug in your information using the copywriting prompts in the templates and boom, your sales page will be ready to fly. Sales Page Superhero is also a great option for service providers like coaches, health and wellness professionals and freelancers to sell their signature packages. 
Now, for a limited time, you can get the Sales Page Superhero Training Bundle and Templates for just $49. But that price will be going up at the end of November 2020. So sign up today at salespagesuperhero.shellysmithcreative.com or you can find that link in the show notes. So we just talked about setting a budget and making sure your finances are in order. Uh, And if you need help with this, I totally recommend uh, getting someone to support you in that, whether it's a CFO or a financial advisor. We can even give Katie Scott at More With Money a shout out in this regard. Katie's really in supporting um, entrepreneurs with money management, budgeting, all that kind of financial stuff. She's really great. We'll put a link to Katie's site in the show notes. (laughs) Yes, we are big fans of her financial legacy lounge. Uh, And then if you need someone to help you with taxes, I absolutely adore Dawn Patton. So we'll put her down below too. All right. So yeah, we just talked about setting a budget for your personal development and something that I'd highly recommend and I've done myself is to hire a coach, which is really an important step to your personal development. I have learned that while reading a book can be really, really helpful and it can sound like it's the cheapest way to move forward, that sometimes it actually isn't. There is so much value that you can get by having someone right then and there who can see your blind spots, who can see how amazing you are and pull more of that out of you and can really help you with the mindset areas where you're stuck. I have to agree. So Francesca is, has been coaching me for like a good, yeah, it's over, over a year now at least. And yeah, she helps me with mindset coaching, self-care coaching. And then of course we get into business coaching as well. And that's, it's been such an amazing part of my self-care and so yeah I think I think that's really cool I'm also part of another mastermind or a collective and in that collective it's like an accountability group and so that's run by Rowena Mabbitt and that's also for me has been such a an amazing self-care piece and what I like about one-on-one coaching and in this collective is that you get that individualized attention that you get that accountability which for a lot of us is required because we are you know we're energizing ourselves and we are focusing in on ourselves and we sometimes just need some someone else checking up on us to go are you looking after your self-care and in Rowena's collective as well it's like one of our monthly things is like what are you doing for self-care this month to really prioritize it and then have the accountability to follow up on that I've found that that has been super helpful so Rowena's opening the the Clarity and Confidence Collective uh, next year. So I'll I'll put a link to that as well uh, if anyone is interested. It's been really great for my self-care. And of course, coaching with Francesca has been so amazing. So we'll also, of course, as, as always, put links to where you can book a call with Francesca if you want to explore what it would look like coaching with her. And she can tell you about all the different packages and ways she can help you. Uh, but I can highly recommend that as well as part of your self-care business routine. There are a couple of other big reasons that I recommend hiring a coach. For me personally, and I've heard this from a lot of other entrepreneurs, it like helps you up level your business on a whole nother level. Other than just the personal attention you're getting, there is something about investing that money into yourself and into your business. It makes selling so much easier. So if you are having blocks around sales and imposter syndrome, there's something about saying I am committed to my own transformation that brings into your interactions with your clients and brings better transformations for them as well. And hiring a coach is just so much fun, right? (laughs) Just so much fun. Along the lines of uh, personal development would also be guided visualization. Uh, I love using our imagination. It's so powerful. So doing guided visualization, visualizing your future self, 
as this uh, successful business owner and all of the uh, amazing people that you're helping can be really powerful celebrating your wins this is one of my favorites yes i know you Sorry. love it and you always ask me how are you going to celebrate and i'm always like i don't know <laughs> i think I, I do feel like i need to go out to a five-star restaurant or something but it's just like i mean you, you're going for ice cream you're going for um for us could you know it could be a, a nice stuff out on the patio with some really great food you don't have to be too flashy to celebrate your wins, but you kind of want to just tell your brain, I did good. <laughs> I want more of that. <laughs> yes. My coach told me recently, she said, celebrating is anything that, that tells your body that you're celebrating, right? So oh, okay. this could be a happy dance. Yeah. This could be, uh, I've heard of people putting a cha-ching ringtone on their phone. They, they get a notification that uh, every time they, they make a sale, uh, they get a cha-ching. So like anything yes. that your body's like, oh yeah, like I receive the joy and I'm going to celebrate that. It comes back to the energizing. It's like, yeah, yeah. I feel that energy. Another uh, one when it comes to energizing is creating a wardrobe that makes you feel aligned with the woman that you are and the woman that you want to become. And that just makes you feel good. There's something so powerful about having an outfit that just helps you to feel more confident, right? Oh, it's yeah. more like a reflection of what's inside that's coming out. Yes. I think is yes. a better way of putting it. Yeah, totally. And I think it does go back to that myth in the beginning of that like self-care shallow. It's it's amazing, like just choosing the right clothes and the right colors. And since we're giving everyone shout-outs, let's give Jeannie the color guru a shout-out. <laughs> We've both done color analysis with Jeannie, and then she gives you 35 colors that look amazing for your particular uh yeah, your, your face, your, your skin tone, your hair color, uh, which mine changes all the time. <laughs> but she gives you like these colors and that for me has been like a game changer. I can buy clothes knowing that I'm not actually wasting my money because you know the times where you bought items and you bring them home and you're just like, this is just not me. Whereas with her color system and with her style secrets, you can actually go, you know, the clothes you're buying are going to look fabulous on you and you're going to feel good in them. And that is just like such a lot of self-care as, as you show up every day in your whole life, but also in your, definitely in your business as well. So yeah, I, I agree. The, the, the wardrobe, and you can also keep it really simple so that you're not like, going, oh, what am I going to wear today? The thing is with these colors, they all match and work together. So you can mix and match quite easily and you know that like you can just pull out in two pieces or you know or one piece and know it's gonna look good so yeah rather than going oh what am i gonna wear today and it sounds funny doesn't it it sounds like it sounds frivolous but it's so not it's like another decision that you don't have to make in your day and you can keep that energy for rocking it in your business <laughs> exactly you can have like your go-to outfits if you're doing speaking engagements yep um, or on Zoom calls. Awesome tops <laughs> and your yoga pants. <laughs> but another one is making sure that uh, when you go on vacation, which if you don't have a vacation in your schedule, please add one. It's really important. But when you go on vacation, creating spaciousness in your schedule. So what I mean by that is making sure you have enough time to prepare for your vacation and kind of like wind up for that. And then uh, giving enough, your, yourself enough space uh, to wind down from vacation and wind back up for your business. I see a lot of high achievers do this. It's just, it's very easy to do to forget to, to create that spaciousness in their schedules. And then it just kind of feels like vacation becomes a chore and we don't want that. Or they come back to business and they're like, ugh. Like yeah. I have to do a billion things. Yes. A whole lot of emails or you've scheduled things on, on that day. You know, like I think that's uh, been a big lesson for me is don't schedule something on the day you return. Try and keep that day completely free to to wind back up again. That's It's really been a big one for me. And I think after lockdown, when we couldn't go on vacation, I've just realized the importance of vacation for my self-care and my family's self-care. But I think 
it's you're so right coupled with that is the right preparation for vacation and one of the things that I'm doing now is I've put together like a, a crate full of just like the stuff we need to take for vacation so like I like taking this is funny but I like taking my own pan like it's a nice big pan and I can always I know I can cook anything in this beautiful big pan so like I've got an extra one and that now stays in the crate and like there's extra you know equipment or whatever it is that we need to take every time I've now packed that crate it's always packed so when we go on the next vacation we're just gonna grab that crate and go so it helps because moms know this like it's, it's always stressful like just packing and remembering everybody's things and you know you, you don't get, even have to be a mom for it to be stressful <laughs> packing has always been my least favorite activity it's the packing the preparation it's like like I really just need a vacation for preparing for vacation <laughs> so I think if you can like streamline that and it's and like I know we're talking personal life here but this is it's self-care for you as a business owner. You need breaks. You need that, that perspective. And then you need to get the most out of that break. Because you don't want to return from holidays and vacations and going, well, like I was always on my phone or, or like, or, or arrive there so stressed that you screaming and shouting at everyone and like, it's just not fun. So uh, I agree that the like wind up and the wind down so that you winding up and down into work as well, I think is such an important piece of the puzzle to, yeah, just show, you know, show yourself you are worth this vacation. You are worth downtime and it is possible to, to plan that out. So yeah, I like that you've, you've mentioned that as part of the self-care as a business owner, even though it happens when you're not, you're not, at, hopefully, you're not at your desk or on your laptop or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you aren't. But hopefully, I mean, many of us create a business because of lifestyle, right? It yep. gives us, so that's important. Like this needs to be part of your business plan is to have vacation. Yeah. Celebrate all your business successes. By taking a break. <laughs> and I cannot believe that I haven't mentioned this yet. But another one is just mindset in general. So obviously this is going to come up with other things like guided visualization. But um, something that is so powerful is just having time to journal out in your specific way. What are the thoughts that you're having in your business? Uh, what are the, the thoughts that you want to have in your business? And just taking really intentional time to really support your mindset because that is going to have such tremendous effects in your business. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it is just so obvious to me when I do my self-care, that's just a part of it. So I... <laughs> Submission. You kind of can overlook it. And I think <laughs> it brings us back to also just how wonderful it is to have a coach because that is definitely something that a coach can hold up that mirror to reveal those blind spots that you are having in your mindsets. Like often, you know, if, if we just go, well, it's always been that way or no, I don't have a choice, like those kinds of things, your coach can actually pause you and say, but really, you know, uh, and, and actually help you address those mindset blocks that you are having. So yes, I'm, I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> and I, I um, did want to mention, like I said, journaling in your own way, because I know not everybody loves to journal and that's okay. There is really significance in writing it down mm. uh, so you can see what you're thinking. Uh, but I have a client who, uh, she doesn't like to journal like long pages, but she kind of just kind of creates like mind maps. So she'll ask herself a question or I'll ask her a question and then she'll create a mind map to still convey the same information, but it's in a way that works for her and is fun and she's not going to have resistance around. Cool. Um, so let's talk about our self-care routines, like specifically in our business and obviously there's going to be some personal in this. Mm -hmm. Shelly, can you start us off? Yeah. So for me, like, as I said, the big part of my business self-care is my schedule and just having that kind of mapped out. It's not, it's not the same and it does change like over the months and, you know, at the diff different levels of lockdown and whatnot, but knowing just like a kind of medium term plan of how much time I've got to work, what I can commit to 
is huge for me. So that sort of ideal calendar, that schedule that I've got in my mind, and I mean, I've got it sort of in my, in my calendar as well. It's not just in my mind, but I've kind of gone Wednesdays are my client days and then Fridays are my content creation days. That's as kind of detailed as I'm breaking it down at this point in time. So that for me is a big part of my my self-care. Then just routines, I, I call them like routines that I can execute on. I was thinking about this. My kids watch a, a show called Wild Kratts and they then get a particular animal's power and then they'll be like, activate creature power. So then like they'll say activate and they press this like magical button on their chest and it's like activate cheetah power. And then they press the button and then they can run as fast as a cheetah or it's like activate rhino power and then they can charge like a rhinoceros. I, I was thinking about the routine side of things and it's like, that's what it is for me. It's like, sometimes I need some finance power. And that's like, you know, at the end of the month where I am doing my profit first splits and, you know, just paying my bills and pay myself my salary. It's like, I've got a process that I can press and activate and that routine just happens. I don't have to think about it. So that's like a big one for me. So like in that example, I've got a spreadsheet that helps me just break up the profit first distributions and I've kind of got my regular bills that I need to pay. What I am figuring out and improvements I want to make in this regard is now in November, I've obviously bought a lot of uh, subscriptions in November around Black Friday. And so in November, there's a lot of surprise uh, subscriptions that are renewing. (laughs) And I was thinking the other day, I really need uh, to put together just a list of these like annual subscriptions that are coming off so that I can plan and I'm not surprised by them that I can maybe get the next Black Friday deal in time. So that's an example. Most days when I start work, I'll, I'll do a headspace meditation just to kind of power me up for work. Sometimes I cheat and I just start and it doesn't help. <laughs> I get an extra 10 minutes, but there's no gain to it. Because that is so brilliant. You just said sometimes it doesn't work. I think it's so important to know that like for all of us, there are times when it feels like self-care is not working. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it really is important for us to just stick with it because the resistance we're getting is from our brain being patterned in a certain way. And it's kind of like when you do a workout and you haven't worked out in a long time, right? Like your body is like, Oh, I'm so sore. I don't know that I like this. So sometimes it's about, you know, giving yourself enough time practicing something for 30 or 60 or 90 days and allowing your body to change and respond to what you're giving it. And sometimes it's about allowing yourself to change and have that variety and put on another outfit and that's okay too. And sometimes you'll do all of those things and it'll still feel like it's not working where we bring in self-compassion And we say, that's okay. You know, like my self-care is not supposed to be perfect. I'm committed to taking care of myself. I haven't figured out why it doesn't feel like it's working right now, but I'm just going to keep practicing and eventually I will find what's working for me. Mm -hmm. So I just had to chime in there. I know you don't want self-care to be like that next thing on your to-do list that you are feeling guilty you're not doing that self-compassion piece is so important that is that is a whole other yeah piece of the self-care puzzle (laughs) that this has got to be there yeah so I think other things that I I mentioned that Francesca helps me to celebrate my wins and uh, just like highlight those coaching with Francesca I also mentioned the accountability group that's run by Rowena Mabbitt that I'm a part of as well. Switching off when I'm on holiday, when I'm on vacation, I've, I've been challenged by this because I think I always used to go on holiday with my laptop. And look, I think our phones are a little bit more uh, kind of sophisticated nowadays, but I've, I've gone no laptops on holiday. And it's like, if I need to do something, I'll do it on my phone. But I'm more and more going like I'm not available, I'm, you know, I'm away and telling everyone that needs to know about that, that, they, that I'm unreachable. 
So yeah, just trying to switch off on my vacation time and also to do then something creative. Like I've been doing painting um, and, you know, going for walks, going for hikes on my vacation, doing things that are quite different to what I, I normally do. Uh, and that really just energizes me and, and recharges me. And then I think just the last thing that I'll, I'll say just in terms of my schedule is I used to, because of the time zone I'm in, I used to have a lot of evening meetings. And so I've tried to cut those down and to, to try and make the meetings like now we're chatting in my afternoon, Francesca's morning. So I, you know, I get my, my poor American uh, clients and uh, contacts to just wake up a little bit earlier, although it's still doable, isn't it? And then rather have those meetings at times when I'm energized after an evening meeting, I'm excited. I'm like energized in the wrong way. <laughs> and, um, and I can't go to sleep and sleep huge part of self-care. <laughs> I mean, I think if we really should have maybe mentioned that, but you, you've got to have good sleep. That's just been a piece for me to like schedule, like make space for those in like my late afternoon. And so that I can have as many evenings open and that evenings can just be for winding down and relaxing and just, yeah, just taking a breather after the day. So I think those are just some of the things I'm, I'm not as like structured about it all, but on reflection, I think I do have more structure than I actually think. And I think that <laughs> don't tell the rebel side of me that I have structure, <laughs> uh, but all of this really does energize me and, and helps me to show up in the, in the way that I want to in my business. Yeah, but I'd love to hear about your self-care routines um, that you have in your business. You mentioned your, some of your personal self-care routines, but what are some of the things you do in your business? Yeah, so I already talked about my morning and evening routine. Uh, a huge one for me is going on regular walks. So some of these are by myself and a lot of them are with my husband. Uh, so making sure that I have breaks throughout my day, uh, which is another one of those uh, pitfalls that a lot of us can fall into yep. of not taking breaks. And so making sure that I have those walks get out in nature. It helps settle down my nervous system when it gets a little hyped up from being on Zoom calls and my computer all day. We've already talked about the finance, financial systems that I've set up, but really systems for me is about having things automated. And that is about peace of mind for me. Mm. is that I don't have to worry about it. I know it's taken care of. Another big one for me, which for the longest time, I only would have put this in my personal time bucket, but now I'm realizing that it's really important for my business. And while I do prioritize these like during my personal hours, right, not my work hours, it's something that... Yeah, I've just like given myself permission to do more of, and that's watch inspiring shows. So for me, that shows like the home edit, which I know a lot of people are obsessed about right now. So organizational shows, or I absolutely adore dance shows. So like, so you think you can dance, but I find that these are the times when I'm like reconnecting to myself to who I am, to what inspires me, and it shows up in my business. And sometimes what will happen is I'll watch one of these shows and then I'll get all these ideas for my business. And um, we've talked about having structures and boundaries and containers, but I also want to let you know that this is why I love self-care is anything that energizes you because you're going to have times when, okay, it's the weekend, you know, I'm trying to create the boundary of not working. I'm going to get inspired. And then, you know, I want to write down those ideas, but that feels fine. Right. So yeah. that is like, okay, great. Self-care. Good. On the other side of things, you might be like, oh, like I just really feel like I need to create this welcome packet or put, you know, together contracts or I don't know, whatever it is, financial systems. And if it's overflowing into your off days, 
take a closer look because you might actually be realizing that it's coming from a place of pressure mm. and not a place of energizing you. And it's really important to take those, those off times. Yeah. And that goes into vacation too, because I know that many times I've been tempted to bring business books on vacation, <laughs> right? Because Why? I love work. So it sounds really fun to me. I've gotten better at like really saying, no, this is my time to just disconnect. And I know that it will bring me back more energized. CEO dates and CEO reviews are really important. And shout out to Rachel Cook here. <laughs> Those are, are definitely the terms that she created, but I love them so much. The idea with the CEO date is uh, really setting your vision at the beginning of the week and checking in with your priorities. And then CEO review at the end of the week to say, like, how did I do? And can help you prepare for the next week, too. Uh, and I also love doing quarterly and yearly. Some of this is not entirely super structured because there's a lot of uh, still experimenting of what's working for me. And sometimes in the beginning, I think we've said this before, like, you might see someone who has a model calendar or is, is very structured goals for the quarterly and you're, you're just not there yet. And that's okay. Uh, so I, I do want to mention that it, it can look smaller. It can be smaller. Mm -hmm. Like a huge <laughs> just, quarterly plan that's good. Yeah. Targets yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. And part of that too goes into like evaluating an analysis for me, which might not sound like self-care, but I will find that there's a time during the month where I start feeling a little like, oh my gosh, what have I even done? Did I get anything done? Yeah. And so taking the time to do evaluation analysis, whether it's in my bullet journal or somewhere else, can help like release this pressure of like, oh, look how much I accomplished this much. Look how much I've grown. And then I bring in, you know, that celebration part. Yeah. Relationships. So core to my self-care and my business. So obviously having Shelly by my side uh, and then having a core circle of friends that I know is there. And obviously that includes my coach as well. Um, just people that I know that I can share the most joyous moments I can share the hard moments um, and everything in between. We can laugh together. That is just so essential to my business. And then I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but environment. Environment is so important. For me, that can be going to coffee shops a couple of times a week. It really needs to be at least once a week for me oh, cool. to get a different environment it's really good for helping me to focus. And, and then this can also be my, my personal space. So, you know, making sure my desk is clean. And I'm not saying that's perfect all the time, but I've set Friday nights as this is, this is my time. This is one of the routines I've had forever. It's like started when I was like 15. So. Oh, wow. But like Friday nights are my night to like clean and be creative. Wow. You really rip it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I know that if my space is not clean, it's hard for me to be creative. But yeah. as a creative person, sometimes I'm going to make messes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, ah. like, <laughs> my way of um, reconnecting yes. to my creativity and I don't ever like say oh this is what I'm going to do during those hours I just have my list of go-to's of watching a movie and organizing okay. or you know whatever I want to do during that time yes. <laughs> that is very interesting okay cool I like that because I think I have this tendency to make things a chore, like cleaning my desk. When I do it, I do it 110%. And so that's then the problem of trying to do it again. Because then you're like, oh my goodness, that is such a huge job. But I like the, I like the incremental approach. Uh, I think it does make a lot of sense to me. But um, I don't know if I can do it. But I think that's definitely a mindset thing that I, I need to change. Um, of just, yeah, just like doing something 
like quickly and incrementally and maybe that it's like I'm not going to clean my whole desk but maybe it's like just going through the paper and like throwing away stuff that you don't need anymore all right cool so I hope that everyone can see that self-care is an integral part. It's foundational. You've got to look after yourself, especially as a solopreneur. Otherwise, there isn't any business. That is the foundational piece, you looking after yourself. And then from there, your energy bubbles over. So I hope we've convinced you of self-care and I hope we've given you lots of different ideas of what self-care can look like. From the bubble boss to the, um, you know, Friday night organizing sessions. <laughs> There's a whole spectrum of what self-care can be for a business owner. And I also hope that you see the benefits of that, of that. It's going to increase your confidence, that it's going to increase your sense of calm. It's going to help you feel more grounded in your business and in your life. Just all of that has so much benefit for your family, your community, your clients, the whole world. <laughs> Go and take some time. I'm glad that you're listening to this podcast right now because that's also another nice form of self-care. Keep, keep looking after yourself. Keep, keep investing in yourself. You are totally worth it. So that's, that's my encouragement. What, what closing words have you got for our listeners today, Francesca? I think my closing words are to make sure that if you fall off the bandwagon, to just get back on. Don't beat yourself up. Self-care is not, again, it's not supposed to be perfect. So just to have fun, have fun with your self-care. And always remember that if you're starting to get bored, it is okay to switch it up. It's okay to change your outfit out. I hope that you guys have had so much fun as we've had in this episode. We're excited to hear from you how Self-care in your business is increasing your confidence and helping you feel more grounded. So please, please, please share your stories with us. Go ahead and tag us at Simply Biz Besties. Cool. That's so great. Thanks so much, Francesca. And uh, also just to say that this is our last official episode. We've got an outro episode that's coming along for this season of Simply Biz Besties. It has been an absolute blast and we're going to talk more about that in the outro episode. Uh, but yeah, we can't believe that we're actually doing our final episode of the season of Simply Biz Besties. And we hope that you've enjoyed the journey with us. We have certainly had an absolute blast. So we will see you next time for the outro episode. And until then, you look after yourself and we will see you then. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope what we've shared has made you feel supported by a whole Biz Bestie circle. And that you feel like life as a business owner can be a whole lot simpler with the perspective of a Biz Bestie. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also love it if you'd share the Simply Biz Besties show with your Biz Besties by sending them a link through your podcast player or sending them to simplybizbesties.com. And we'll do a happy dance if you'd leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us to reach more biz besties around the world. And just to remind you, the conversation has just begun. So head on over to community.simplybizbesties.com and let us know your thoughts, aha moments, or questions about what we talked about in the show. For show notes, go to simplybizbesties.com. Sending you a sparkling heart emoji and a virtual high five. See you next time. And here's a hug gift from me. Signing off, Simply Your Biz Besties.